Pick me 
Christian Methodist Episcopal Church on this the Lord's Day. We are thanking God, amen, for another opportunity to uh, worship him in the beauty of his holiness. Fourth Sunday, uh, this is the fourth Sunday in this new year, the fourth Sunday um, here in the uh, month of January. And I don't know about you, but I'm glad to, uh, to be in his service one more time. Glad to be able to uh, sit here and to uh, just to worship with all of you all. Yes, I wish we were in person. Amen. That day is coming. We see that the numbers are going down. So we pray to God that they'll continue to go down um, so that we can uh, once again worship uh, together. And it's good to see all of you all this morning and just excited to uh, to lead you in worship today. Excited to bring this word to you today too. Just uh, a word I've been excited to, um, I, that I've been looking forward to uh, sharing with all of you. Um, as it relates to um, our lives and the life of the church, the ministry, um, what God is asking us to do. I don't know about you. How many of y'all want to be stronger? Amen. Anybody want to be stronger, spiritually stronger, amen, mentally stronger, um, physically stronger, financially stronger, just just be stronger, amen. Somebody put two hands up when I said financially stronger, amen. Y'all don't see what my feet up to, amen. I see y'all brothers. Amen. But uh, we just want to be stronger. So we're going to see what the word has to say um, about our strength um, and how that reflects in the church, because you know that the church is only made up of individuals like us. Right. And so the church is only as strong as we are individually and then is only as strong as we are collectively. So let's pray. Let's work. Let's let's open the doors, um, open up the doors of our minds and our hearts to uh, receive what God has to say to us in this worship service today. Father, we thank you today for this opportunity, Lord. We don't take it for granted, Father, realizing that um, you've been so good to us to allow us to lay down last night and to sleep through the night, Father, whether we tossed or turned. Or, uh, Father, you were able to wake us up this morning in good health and strength, Father, with a, as our mother and fathers and grandfathers and grandmothers used to say, with a reasonable portion of health, Lord. May not be feeling the best, Lord, but we're definitely feeling good just having the opportunity to pray together with our brothers and sisters here on this line. We thank God for each of them that is here, Lord. We thank God for their families, Father. Thank you for protecting them and healing them from COVID, Father. Thank you for just continuing to just overshadow them and protecting them from um, any calamity uh, that the enemy would put it before their paths. And today, Lord, we just are excited about your word in the book of Colossians. And we're asking, Lord, that you just speak to our hearts and that you minister to our spirits today, Father. Allow everything that we're going through, everything that we're in the middle of, Father, to take a back seat so that we can allow your spirit and your heart and your love to just, over, to just lead us during this time, Father. And Lord, we ask right now that um, every member that's on this line, every member that's uh, on the way on the line, Father, that you would just uh, hear their prayers today, Lord, that you would just answer 
their prayers. Father, we're praying today for uh, just so many things, Lord. So many people have different needs right now. There are financial needs that are here, Father. Uh, you know, some folks are trying to build their credit scores up, Lord. Bless them. Give them the resources, Father. You know, some folks are trying to purchase their first or second home. Some folks are trying to look at investment properties. Father, we pray right now that you will give them the resources, Father. Some folks, Lord, are, are just wanting some insurance, Lord. Just give them, approve their applications, Lord. Father, whatever it is, Lord, just meet those needs so that they won't be concentrating on financial needs, but be concentrating on the work that you have for us to do to build your kingdom. Father, we pray right now that the Jew, just as your word tells us, that let this mind be in us that's also in Christ Jesus, Lord, that we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. Lord, transform our thinking today. Transform the way we think, Lord. Help us to think better. Father, help some of us to stop thinking so much. Father, help some of us to move beyond thinking to actually doing. Father, we're asking right now, Lord, that you just bless every grandchild, every son, every daughter, Father, that, that is represented here today, that you bless spouses today, every husband, every wife today, Father. We ask that you bless, bless siblings today, every brother, every sister, Father. We're asking that you just not only bless them, Lord, bless the mothers and fathers today. Lord, we're asking right now just for your blessings, Lord, as we worship you on this fourth Sunday in January, we give you the praise today. Thank you, Lord, that we see another day. Thank you, Lord, that we are already through the first month almost of this new year. Already about to put the first month down, Lord. It's because you've been so good to us, but help us realize how fast time is passing so that we can get busy, Father. We won't always have the opportunity to get it right down here on earth before you receive us home or before you come back, Father. Help us to get it right for a while before you call us. Help us to live better, Father. Help us to talk better. Help us, Father, to do better. And Father, we ask right now that you hear every prayer that's here, Lord. And Father, we're not grieved by anything, Lord, because we've learned to lay it all at the altar. We know, Father, that there's just some things we can't do. We can't control. There are just some things, Father, that we've got to turn over to you. And so, Lord, we're turning over our own wills and emotions to you, Lord. We're turning over our own ways to you, Lord. We pray right now that you'll be a way-making God, that you'll be a right-now God, that you'll be a show-up God at our showdowns, Father. Father, we give you the praise, Lord. We just magnify you, Lord, and ask right now that you will hear our prayers today, Lord. We pray for healing today, Father. Some folks need to have their bodies healed. We pray for, for healing of the mind today. We pray for healing of the heart and emotions today, Father. We need healing, Father. And Father, we ask right now that you will hear our prayers today. Forgive us of all of our sins, Lord. Everything we said, we shouldn't have said. Everything we've done that we shouldn't have done. Everything that we thought, Father that we shouldn't have thought, Father, forgive us and throw it in the sea of forgiveness. And we thank you today that you not only have forgiven us and forgotten, Lord, but you've also reestablished us, Father, to receive your blessing. Thank you for the reestablishment to receive your blessings, Father. Thank you for resetting our foundations. Thank you for resetting our hearts and our minds today, Father. We're at ground zero not only at Calvary, Lord, but in many of us in our lives spiritually. We're at ground zero, Lord. We're building on a sure, on a firm foundation. And so today, Lord, we ask that you bless the word as we learn how to be a better church, as we learn how to be better Christians, Father. Right now, we ask all these things in Jesus' name. 
we give you the praise. Amen. Amen. Let's just we will have the scripture at this time um, from uh, Reverend Isaac Middleton. Um, we'll be reading our scripture from the book of Colossians, and it will be the second chapter, second verse, and verses six through seven. Go ahead, Brother Middleton. Amen. Amen. Good morning, church. <laughs> amen. Uh, this is, as the pastor said, Colossians second chapter. This is verse two. This is the English standard version. <clears throat> that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love to reach all the riches of assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ. And verse six through seven. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving. That was Colossians second chapter, verse two and verse six through seven. Let the Lord Amen. add a blessing to the hearing and reading of his word. Amen. Amen. Thank God for uh, the reading of God's word. Please keep that open because um, we're going to go there. But I have a, a few other scriptures that I want um, you all to um, take notes on when we uh, get ready to get into the word. So uh, we want to make sure that you're prepared for that. Amen. So I want to um, uh, take this time. I know that normally if we were in person, we'd be um, having altar call and, and bowing and worship together um, through the altar call. Um, so, but I want to take this time before we um, uh, bring up our, uh, the next election and get into the sermon. We're going to lift up our um, offering uh, at this time and going to listen to Bishop Noel Jones. It's not about us to prepare us for giving. Um, thank you, uh, my brothers. Amen uh, for being here. Good to see your faces. Amen. You all can cut your cameras on. I'd love to see your faces if you're able to, if you're not in bed. Amen. If you're in bed, don't you good. Amen. I, I don't need to see your face. Amen. But we just thank God for those of you who are able to cut your camera on, even if it's just uh, for a little bit and cut it off and you can unmute yourself, say amen when you want to make sure you're muted again, though. Uh, but I do believe in call and response, even on Zoom. So that means if you're not unmute yourself and mute yourself again, feel free to do it. And, um, we just want to amen. 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 amen, amen, amen. I think folk know how to do it, amen. <laughs> but we praise God, so we're going to receive our offering. Reverend Middleton, come on, uh, receive our offering at this time, and then, um, of course, after during this uh, the offering again, Bishop Noel Jones' uh, choir will be singing. Not about us. After that, uh, before the word of God comes, uh, Sister Latamila Man will be blessing us in song uh, with the word "Change Me." Amen. Amen. Go on, Rev Reverend Middleton. Let's receive our offering. Amen. Uh, for those of you who can see the slide is before you now. For those of you who can't see the slide, it says worship and giving. There's three ways to give. Uh, the first that we have listed here is Cash App in no particular order. But this is Cash App. It's dollar sign Calvary CME Pasadena. That's Cash App dollar sign Calvary CME Pasadena. That's for Cash App. The next we have is Givelify. Givelify is Calvary Christian Methodist Episcopal Church. Again, Givelify. That's Calvary Christian Methodist Episcopal Church. 
The next is uh, regular mail, which is Calvary CME Church, 135 Glorietta Street, Pasadena, California, 91103. Again, regular mail is Calvary CME Church, 135 Glorietta Street, Pasadena, California, 91103. There's a verse text or scripture text below it, and it says, Give, and it will, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That's Luke 6 38. And uh, to give you an opportunity to give is not about us by Bishop Noel Jones. Amen. Let me hear Los Angeles make some noise in this place. Oh, this is a live recording. Get up on your feet tonight. If you can't know that it's not about you, but that it's about Jesus Christ, the one who sits high and looks low, make some noise. Oh, y'all too quiet in here. Come on, let's go. Hey, it's not about us. We came here tonight for the man who died for me. It's about Jesus. Aren't you glad tonight? It's not about you.
Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for your gifts. We truly depend on them and um, we uh, thank God for your faithfulness in your giving. Um, you know, pastor doesn't like to talk a lot about giving. Amen. I just assume that you uh, know uh, what is required of you. Amen. And, uh, and what is asked of you. So thank you for your generous giving. Uh, we don't take it for granted. We are able to uh, move forward and uh, pay off bills. Amen. And uh, those kinds of things. The gas bill has been paid in full. Amen. For the church and for the parsonage. Um, so we are just thankful today just for um, just your gifts. So please continue to uh, give and to support the work of the ministry of the church. This is your church. Amen. This is your church. Amen. So we thank God uh, for your uh, faithfulness and your financial gifts. Amen. We're going to have uh, another selection at this time before we get into the word of God. Um, and again, from Sister Tamala Man, and the song is entitled Change Me. Amen. Let's be blessed in song and in worship. And then immediately we'll get into the word. Change me, oh God. Make me more like you. Wash me through, through, create me a clean the Lord today. We all need God to change the situation. Change you.
me. Oh, come on, say it like you Help mean. Help them sing it change now. Me. Change me. Whatever's not like you, Lord, I want you to. Uh, uh huh. From the inside out. All right, yeah. Remember this song, amen. Wonderful change. Father, we thank you today for uh, just this opportunity to come before your mercy seat one more time, Lord, to hear from you. Father, we ask right now, Lord, that just as the song was just sung, Lord, about a change coming over us, we pray that a change will come over our hearts. A change, Father, will come over the heart of the ministry. Father, we ask you right now to change us, Lord, to make us better through and through. Father, we ask right now that the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable. May it be pleasing unto you, Lord, for you are truly my strength and 
my redeemer. I ain't got no strength outside of you, Lord. And you have truly redeemed me, Lord. If I, if you had not paid for me with your blood, Father, where would we be? Where would I be, Father? Thank you today for change. Thank you for redemption, Father. And thank you for this word on this morning. Well, church, Colossians. I know that some of you know the, the book and you've, you've read through it briefly. Um, but I want to take the time to read to you uh, what Reverend Middleton read, which is Colossians, the second chapter. Amen. And I'm going to read to you verses 1 uh, through 7, in fact. And, excuse me, 1 through 10, in fact. And um, give you a little background on this. This is um, one of the two churches that Paul struggled with. Um, there was two churches. You know, we, we're learning that in Bible study, which we'll be starting Bible study soon, um, getting that back up because we want to get back into the, what the, the churches that were there in the book of Revelation. And so two of these churches, this is the church at Colossus, and then you have the church at Laodicea. Those are the two churches that gave Paul the most trouble. What do I mean by that? Those are the two churches that struggled more with spiritual maturity than any other church that was established. They contended with their faith philosophy on the one hand and religion on the other. So you have some folks that believe that philosophy, in fact, is just as authoritative or just as valuable or just as important as the word of God. But how many of y'all know that the Bible trumps philosophy any day? Amen. 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 And so this church was a smart church. It was some folks who, who had education, they had experiences, they were not broke, um, but they struggled with their faith. They struggled to establish a strong church. And so Today, I want to talk to you from the subject of how to have a strong and viable church. And you can also say how to have a strong and viable life. How many of you want your lives to be strong? I asked you that earlier in the worship service, but you want a strong life. But what does it mean to have a strong life? What does it mean to have a viable life? A viable life is one that's self-sufficient. A viable life is one that's self-sustaining. So how many of y'all want to have a life that sustains itself? How many of y'all want to be a part of a ministry that sustains itself, doesn't need to nickel and dime you, amen, in order for it to exist? Oh, oh y'all want to be nickel and dimed? Amen. I should see every hand from the brothers for sure. Listen, the, real, the reality is the church needs you financially. We also need your talents. We also need your presence. But the reality is it starts before the church in you, in your heart. And I don't know about you, but I do want to be stronger. I do want to be self-sufficient. Doesn't mean that I am not asking or, or, or saying that when I am asking to be self-sufficient, that I'm saying that I don't want to rely on God. I'm just simply saying I would rather not rely on any other system that man has designed, but simply live a life that is so strong and full that I don't need anybody but God. Somebody say amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'd rather have that type of a life. How many of you want your children to have that type of life where they don't have to depend on no man, don't have to depend on no woman. All they got to do is just depend on God. Amen. I think I'm preaching to somebody today. Reality is, look, strong and viable lives and a strong and viable church begins with us. So let's look and see what the, what, what, what the text has to say. Second 
Colossians, the Colossians, the second chapter, verse one through 10, reading from the New King James Version Church. This is what it says. For I want to know, I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea. Remember, I told you Paul had a conflict. Paul had a conflict of his mind, of his heart. Like, I'm having a hard time establishing you. I'm having a hard time. You ever had children like that? Amen. You got you got two of them that's good, three that's good, but you got one, amen, that, amen, Brother Damon, you got one, amen, that need to, that need to talk into a little bit more than the other, amen. Well, this was Laodicea. This was the church at Coloss. Paul needed to give them more talking tos, amen, than his other churches. And so it was conflicting to him. And he says that I have, for I have not seen you, my face in the flesh, but verse two, that their hearts may be encouraged. Underline that your hearts may be encouraged. Underline that, that their hearts, that your heart may be encouraged. How many of y'all need encouragement today? Being knit together in love. So encouraged, but knit together in love and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, verse three, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. There's no knowledge outside of divine knowledge. There's no, that's what we call omniscient. He's he's omniscient. That means he's all knowing. Verse four, now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. Listen, it's important for you to know. I love the fact that we've got some wonderful preachers who can wax the word and, 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 and can preach eloquently. But if it's a void and if it's, it's apart from the word of God, they're just good speakers. But I'd rather, amen, not just be a good speaker, but I'd rather be a powerful speaker because it's depending and it's derived and powered by the word and the spirit of God. Amen. Not my own words, but God's words. Amen. Verse five, for though I am absent in the flesh, yet I'm with you in spirit. He said, look, I'm in prison right now, but I'm with you where you are. I might be in prison, but guess what? My heart and my mind is still on you, Coloss. My, my, my heart and my mind is still on your lack of biblical and your lack of spiritual maturity to the church at Coloss. This is what he's saying. Yet I'm with you in spirit, rejoicing to see you, to see your good order and the steadfastness of your Christ, uh, 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 your, your faith in Christ. He says good order and steadfastness. Those are two military terms. Good order and being steadfast, unmovable, unshakable. God wants us to be unmovable. He wants us to be unshakable. So what am I saying? God wants us to be able to be smart enough to know that first of all, there's no knowledge outside of his knowledge, right? And secondly, that we ought to be strong enough and mature enough to be able to stand still and in good order and steadfast faith. I mean, that means that we don't waver with the winds. Amen. That means that how we are, amen, as a church, how we are as Christian brothers and sisters is not determined by the circumstances that we are surrounded by. Somebody say, man. So, Having said that, verse six says, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. Rooted and built up in him and established, somebody put a line, underline established. Remember I talked to you about being viable. What does it mean to be established? Self-sufficient. Be established in the faith. 
as you have been taught abounding in it with thanksgiving. You all been taught the word of God probably since you were knee high to a duck. So now it begins to, to, to take on a whole new character and meaning in your life the older you get and as you become parents. You begin to have your faith built. Your, your faith is tested a little bit more, amen, as it's strengthened. Verse eight, beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. It says, be careful of preachers, of people trying to preach to you empty philosophy, but nothing about the word of God and the people or the faith that we have in Christ. It's important that people understand that no matter how exciting they get, by hearing a speaker, if it does not come from the word of God, that excitement is built on worldly wisdom. So important that we understand. It says, according to the tradition of men, verse five, still, according to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ, it says, beware. Don't let anybody cheat you through philosophy, through empty deceit. Don't let the tradition of men cheat you. You all peep that? I think he's talking about established faiths. I think he's talking about denominationalism. That's why, yeah, we are part of a denomination, but guess what? Our faith is non-denominational. That means when we talk about being one Lord, one faith, one baptism, we're saying that if you're a Kojic, if you're a Baptist, if you're a Methodist, if you're a Mennonite, whatever you are, you are still under the, the, the will of God. You're still under the call, under the authority of God. That means that we're all brothers and sisters. We just worship God in different ways, but we have the same belief on the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Make sense? Okay. That's what we're saying. That's what he's saying. Don't let anybody outside of the faith come to you with their philosophy, the Christian science movement, Dianetics, L. Ron Hubbard, those types of things where they philosophize goodness and they philosophize and take things out of the word of good of God and, and, and twist it for their own context. Verse nine, for in him who Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. So if you got Christ in you, you have all that you need bodily and you are complete in him. Verse 10 says you are complete in him. So how do you be complete? You keep Christ in you. So verse two, the upper, the verse two in the beginning part of verse two, that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love. If you want to be a strong and viable church, if you want to have a strong and self-sufficient life, you have to make sure that your heart is encouraged and you're united with your brothers and sisters in love. Verse six through seven, continue to live in him and rooted up and built in him. You want to be able to be strong. You want to be able to be self-sufficient. You want to be able to be viable. Be, then you got to be built up in Christ. You got to be rooted in him. And you have to be growing. That's what it means to be built up. So not only are you planted, many of you have been planted in good ministries for years, but are you growing? I believe that you believe and you know that the, that the fertile, that the ground is fertile here at Calvary. I think you know you have a pastor that does love you, that does love the word, amen, and loves preaching and sharing the word with you so that we establish our faith and do what? Grow. It's important that we're growing and we're built up in him and we're strengthened. Why? Because it strengthens your faith. That's the word of God. As you're built up in him, your faith strengthens. As you're taught. How do you get your faith strengthened? Because you're taught. 
Faith come by hearing what? And hearing by the what? Word of the Lord. Somebody's getting it already. Amen. Love it. So what does it take to have a strong, viable life, a strong, viable church? Number one, a strong heart. Please write that down. What does it take to be a strong, to have a strong and viable church? What does it take to have a strong and viable life? A strong heart. I want you to go to Proverbs, the fourth chapter, verse 23, please. Proverbs 24, verse 23. Excuse me, Proverbs, the fourth chapter. Verse 23, Proverbs 4, 23. Write it down if you're not turning there now so you can look at it later. But I'm gonna read it to you. Proverbs, the fourth chapter, verse 23. It says, keep your heart with all diligence. Keep your heart with diligence. For out of it springs the issues of life. He says, keep your heart. The The heart commonly refers to the mind as the center of thinking and reason, but also includes emotions. Keep your emotions in check, he says. Keep your mind in check. Keep your heart in check. And thus the whole inner being. If your heart, amen, is right, your body, your life will be right. It says out of the heart springs the issues of life. You know where it also it comes out of the tongue. You want to have a better talk? You want to be able to talk better? You want to be able to, 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 to have a better conversation? Well, it's important, amen, that we keep our hearts. What does it mean to keep our hearts? To guard our hearts. Guard your heart, guard your heart, protect your heart with diligence for from it flows the spirit, the springs of life. Let's look at Ephesians, the third chapter, verse 16. See what Ephesians, the third chapter, verse 16 says. Ephesians, the third chapter, verse 16. And it says, I'm asking God to give you a gift from the wealth of his glory. I pray that he will give you inner strength and power. Inner strength and power through what? His spirit. So he's praying for us to say he will grant you according to the riches of his glory that you be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. How many of y'all want the inner man? That's the flesh strength. Not strengthened to continue to do what it does, amen. But you want your spirit strengthened. The inner man, you want your spirit strengthened. You want your flesh weakened, excuse me, but you want your spirit strengthened. Very important. How do you do that? You ask God to give it to you. Amen. And because it's a gift from him. And so this is why it's important for you to understand. You guard your heart and then you ask him not only to come into your heart, but ask him to help you guard that heart. Because if, 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 it was, if, if you guys are bleeding hearts like me, and I ain't saying a bleeding heart liberal. Um, but if you're bleeding hearts, in other words, you have a heart, you have a love, you love serving people. Amen. Sometimes people take advantage of us. Sometimes people take advantage of our niceness. Amen. And a lot of times they think our niceness means that we're weak. But the word of God tells us that we ought to guard our heart. In other words, we ought to be careful with who we allow in our hearts. You got to be careful of what you put in your heart. Amen. Because if Just earning money to make money, amen, to be rich is on your heart. Guess what? That's how your life will be controlled. If just being able to be a good father is in your heart and you don't want to just be a good husband too, or check this out, be a good employee or a good business owner, because it's all aspects. Then what happens? Something else creeps in your heart. 
So it's important that we guard our hearts. We got to have a strong heart if we want to be viable. Now, I want to take you somewhere else about a strong heart. First Thessalonians, the third chapter, excuse me, verse two. First Thessalonians, the third chapter, verse two. First Thessalonians three and two. Hopefully you're writing this down. I hope you're enjoying the word today. But first Thessalonians three, two is what it says. We sent our brother Timothy to you and, 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 and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ to establish you and encourage you according to your faith. Your heart has to be established through the word of God, through the presence of God, through the association of other brothers and sisters who are in the Christ to build your faith up. That's how you get a strong established heart reading the word of God through your prayer life, amen? That's God and the God living in you. You making room for, and then the fellowship of the saints. That's why we don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. It's so important that we are able to build each other up in faith. That's why we gotta get to know each other. That's why we gotta let our guards down. That's why we do have to be transparent and be able to also forgive all that is past and, and move on towards the future. So important. So how do we have a strong church, a strong, viable life? How do we have a self-established life? Amen. Viable, amen, means to be established. How do we do that in the church? Amen. To have a strong heart. How else do we do it? I'm glad you asked. Second way that we do it is not only to have a strong heart, but secondly, we have a strong bond of unity based on love and obedience. So you have a strong heart. And then now you have to have a strong bond of unity based on love and obedience. Our unity is based on love. Our unity is based on obedience, doing what the word of God is asking us to do. So that means that even though you may not have a lot of things in common necessarily with your brothers and sisters in Christ, you're still bonded by what through love. That means that I don't have to like what you like, but I do have to love you. Make sense? I, 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 I love Brother James, even though he an Oakland Raiders fan. I, I don't have to, you know, I mean, do you understand what I'm saying? Everybody can't be perfect. You know, so y'all get what I'm saying. And to you San Francisco fans who beat up on the, on, on, on the Green Bay Packers, I love y'all today. I love San Francisco today. Amen. I'm, I was just so glad. Robbie Gold, amen, kicking that field. They used to be our kicking for the Bears. Okay, let me divert. Okay, so a strong, you, so we got to be a church, amen. This is football. This is wild card weekend, y'all. This is, a, we got to have a strong bond of unity. And, and it's got to be based on love and obedience. Where do I get that from? I'm glad you asked. And I love how y'all asking me these questions. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verse 16. Ephesians 4, 16. I pray that this word is blessing you and that you got a lot of notes to, to, to look at in the future. Because as I prepare the notes and I prepare this message, trust me, it's a struggle because I got to get through what I'm going through through the week and still hear from God. And I'm glad to be able to give you this particular word. So Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verse 16, it says, from whom the whole Christ, from whom the whole body joined, and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective work by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. What is that saying? That's saying as we come together as a family, we are joined together by love. And what happens is our joints, we begin to, as we fuse together, our, 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 our spirits begin to fuse together and what you're strong at and what I'm weak at, amen fuses us together. So 
you're strong. You, you think about a chain on a bike. There's always a weak link and which is caught, which causes the gap and causes the chain to come off of the spinner. I don't know what that is. You know what it is. Amen. But so, so we want to make sure that we're not the weakest link and where we are the weakest link, we're connected with somebody that's stronger. So if you're weaker in one aspect, then you need to be praying with and connected with somebody who's stronger that aspect. Wow. How will you know somebody's weakness? How will you know somebody's strength? Y'all get where I'm going? The only way you're going to know somebody's weakness is because they know that you care enough and they feel safe enough to share it with you. So what does it come back to? If I know you love me, I don't mind sharing. We're not going to just share things to people that we don't feel love us. We're not going to share things with with, 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 with people that we don't think really care about us. So it's important for us to be able to see not only does bond, does bonding through love build us up, uh, or excuse me, establish us, but it also causes us to grow. Many of us have not grown because we have not bonded in love with our brothers and sisters. I don't know about you, but um, Reverend Milton and I, we, when we went up to the uh, conference and Sister Anna Woods and, um, and, and Sister Shirley Alberts, we went up to the conference and we had a good time. I know that Sister Woods and Sister Alberts bonded uh, with the other lay folks. They were good to see each other, glad to see each other. And so did the preachers, uh, Reverend Milton, myself, and uh, Reverend Tapley and Reverend Thomas Benjamin, and, uh, Reverend Joseph Garvis, others, we all bonded. Reverend Eric Bell, we bonded. So it's important that we bond together in love from the whole body joined and held together by every joint, which is equipped. When each part is working properly, it makes the body grow. Y'all peep what I'm saying. When the body is connected properly, that means when everybody is in church, right? Worshiping and working and working in the right positions, according to your gifts, the body grows. It can't help but grow. Because everybody's connected. But when you're disjointed, disconnected, where there's malice, where there's envy, where there's strife, where there's jealousy, where there's past trauma, past disagreements, what do you think is going to happen? It's going to phase out and begin. That body doesn't grow anymore, but it begins to decay. So it's important that if we want to grow, we want to be strong. First of all, we got to be established and we got to have, we got to serve each other in unity and be bonded based on love and obedience. What else do we learn? Philippians, the second chapter, verse two. I'm blessing you with scripture today. I hope you have a pen and paper. Philippians, the second chapter, verse two. This is what he's saying. And, and, and in this portion of scripture, he's talking about unity through humility. First, let me, let me read verse one and two. It says, therefore, if, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded. He says, you know what? You, Christ says, you know, you, you, you know what to give me joy? Is if, if is those of you who are like-minded and have the same love being on one accord and one mind. He says he is the... the the Lord is so happy and overjoyed when he sees that the church that he created is happy. A happy church is a growing church. 
A happy person, a happy saint is a growing saint, is a growing person. But if you're always bitter, you're always depressed, you're always down, you won't grow. So important that we understand. Life's going to continue to throw stuff at us. But we have to resolve in our mind to be what? Steadfast. Go back to that military term. Be established, be steadfast, be good. In spite of. He says, I want you to be strong. So, so he says, and, and you want to fulfill my joy, then be like-minded. Have the same love. Be on one accord. Be of one mind. It shouldn't be that we're not on one mind. I pray to God that you want to be self-sufficient. You want to grow. I pray to God that you want to be like-minded. Amen. So that means that as we sit together doing church conferences, doing prayer meeting, we can discuss the business of the church and be on one accord, and we can discuss the word of God and be on one accord. Nobody's pulling fast ones on nobody. Nobody's doing stuff behind the scenes. But we all make decisions together, collectively. We all lay it out on the line together, y'all. We get strong together. So important. So important. It says, fill me with joy, having the same attitude and the same love, living in harmony. And as I get ready to close, the last thing that we can do to be a strong and viable church. The last thing you can do to be a strong and viable man or woman of God is not only have a strong heart, not only have a strong bond of unity that's based on love and obedience to the word of God, but also to have a strong understanding of God's word. Not just an understanding, but a strong understanding. It means you know the word, you know for sure. That means if somebody comes preaching something different to you, you can hear and you know automatically right off the top that now this person, that's not biblical. That don't line up with scripture. That don't line up with my word. It may line up with uh, another testament of Jesus Christ, the Joseph C. Smith Book of Mormon. It may line up with the, uh, the Jehovah Witnesses Bible, amen, which is taken out of context. Listen. I, I, I want to let you know today that strong understanding of God's word will give you strength. Amen. And, and it will cause you to grow and it will make you self-sufficient. Therefore, look, how do I know this? Second, I'm glad you asked. Second Peter, verse first, uh, the first chapter, verse 10. Second Peter, 1 and 10. Second Peter, 1, 10. What does he say? Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. This ain't just for those who've been called to ministry. This is those of us who've been called to Christ. And we love to always say, well, no, that's he talking to the preacher. He ain't talking to me. No, he's talking to you all, too. He's talking to us. He's talking to us. He says, therefore, brethren, sisters, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. So for if you do these things, you will never stumble. This expresses the, the bullseye Peter was been shooting at. He's saying, the, 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 though God is sure who is elect and, are, and, and, and has given them an entirely and eternally secure salvation, the Christian might all not always have the assurance of his salvation. Sometimes you're going to doubt whether or not you saved. And when the enemy begins to play stuff on you, when you're more out of Christ, when you're, out, when you're out of fellowship with the saints, when you're out of fellowship with God, when you haven't been praying, when you haven't been fasting, 
The devil will come to you with all types of lies that he normally wouldn't have been able to plan in you. But if he catches you at a moment of weakness and he catches you during a season, because sometimes people have seasons and periods of weakness. And that's when the devil just tries to come right in and plant a seed. So we got to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. That means every thought that comes in our head, we've got to, before we allow it to, to take root in our hearts, we got to ask ourselves, does this come from God? Is this, does this line up with what I know about the word of God? What I know about my relationship with God? What I know about God? Does this line up? Because I'm going to tell you right now, God is not a God that he should lie. He's not a man that he should lie. He will never lie to you. And his word is full of truth. He says, therefore, you got to be diligent. Make sure, make certain about what you're choosing so that you can never, that you can never stumble. As the Christian pursues the qualities that's enumerated by Peter, he sees that his life is useful and fruitful. We begin to be useful and fruitful when we see ourselves the way that the word of God sees us. You cannot see yourself how you see yourself. God does not see you how you see you. Ain't you so glad about that today that he don't see you, amen, the way, amen, you really are? But he sees you or the way that you have been, but he sees you with eyes of who you shall be. So important. The last chapter and the last reference of scripture is 2 Corinthians, the second chapter, verse 14. 2 Corinthians, the second chapter, verse 14. This is what it says. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. You underline that right now. Always leads us in triumph in Christ. Always leads you through victories in Christ. Thanks be to God who always gives us the victory in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. In other words, through us allows the fragrance of our life, the fragrance of the Holy Spirit, the fragrance of the love of God. Amen. People can smell it and sniff it from us afar off as they look at you, how you live your life how you speak your life, they are attracted to it. Fragrance attracts your attention. When you smell something that you like, it gets your attention. Am I right about it? That's why he talks about a fragrance. He says, your life ought to be a life of fragrance. And I'm gonna tell you right now, some fragrances get your attention, but it don't mean because it ain't because it smell good. So we wanna make sure that we have a sweet fragrance an attractive fragrance, which only comes from the word of God, which only comes from being placed in and having the spirit of God placed in us. We've been established and in, in, in the faith, our names have been written in the Lamb's book of life. So we're established even in the heavenlies. So now we got to allow God to continue to establish himself through our lives. By exhibiting love to each other. By assembling together. And by remembering. The word of God. So it says, but the spirit. But a natural man does not accept the things of the spirit of God. 
for they are foolishness to him. First Corinthians 2 and 14. I'll give you that as well. It says, but a natural man does not accept the things of God. For they are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. You have to understand that when you appraise a situation, when you examine a situation, when you examine your lives, it cannot be examined through the flesh, through your natural eyes, through the carnal eyes. But you've got to look at your life through the lenses of God. You've got to understand the word of God, not through your own understanding. That's why I love Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. This is the word of God. So the only way to see life clearly is to be a strong person. The only way you're going to see life clearly, church, is to be a strong person. The only way to be a strong person, church, and to ultimately be a strong church, it means that you're focusing your all on Christ. You can't focus on a deal that's gone bad. You can't focus on an opportunity that you did not get. You can't focus on the circumstances that you cannot change. But you focus on what you can change and you focus on the promises of God, the word of God. You focus on the love that you have in your heart for your brothers and your sister, love that you have with serving in ministry. You focus on that. Don't focus on whether, don't try, to, don't try to figure folk out. Don't try to figure your situation out. You cannot figure it out. If you, would have figured, if you could figure it out, guess what? You would have already solved it. So you got to focus on God. When I send you all those devotionals, I try to take the time to really, re- I'm not copying and pasting. I try to take the time to really research it and read it because I want it to really affect you. That's why I try to encourage you through the week. And so it's important that you focus because I want you to be strong. I want you to be built up. I don't want this format of Zoom to rob you of being built up in the faith because we're not assembling together. And even when we're assembling together, I don't want a lack of a relationship or problems from the past to stop you from growing. We've got a perfect opportunity. We've got a perfect opportunity. Why? Because God has given us life. He's given us each other. He's given us each other to be built up, to grow in the faith. So I want to be strong. I want to be viable. I want our ministry to be strong. I want it to be viable. I want it to be self-sufficient, not just because we're going to build a senior center, senior center one day, senior housing. No. That's going to help us be financially secure for sure. We're not going to take loans to do it. We're going to build it with grant money and with the gifts of each other. I believe that in my heart. And I know how we're going to get it done. And it's only through the power of God. And he's going to lead us to do it. 
But it's so important that as we being built up the church, I want you to be built up. Brother Damien is a, is a minister himself. He's going to be growing up in the ministry up under us. Brother, Brother Middleton, he's, he's in ministry. He's continuing to grow in ministry. I want us all to continue to grow up and be built up. Because as we are grown up and we're built up, God is glorified even more. And then you know what he does? He begins to share more of the mysteries. He began to allow you to have a, even a deeper understanding and level of an appreciation of receiving the word of God. Your spiritual life will grow stronger than it ever has before if you build yourselves up in the word. If you build your heart up, if you build your love up in fellowship with unity, we will be blessed. I believe it in my heart. I hope you was excited by this word. Um, and I just want to let you know that I believe and I know this is a vision that I have, that we will be a strong and viable church. We're already on our way. And so it's important that as we're growing, don't allow the enemy to knock you down. Because just because you understand that as you grow in the faith, the enemy is going to ramp up his attacks against you. The enemy already sees the potential and sniffed out. Uh, the potential of our ministry long time ago. And I, and I realized that the, that the enemy had been after me since I accepted the call to ministry. I knew I was really called at 12 years old. And, 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 and I know the enemy has sifted me, Peter. You know how he, you see that scripture uh, say, say he's going to sift you. He's going to sift you like he's, he's trying to he's trying to sift us. He's trying to weaken us. But we're not going to let him weaken us. Amen. We're too strong for that. And his spirit that lives on us is too strong. We ain't no fools. And so we are going to continue to be built up, strength up, strengthened up, and we're going to be established and steadfast, and we're going to continue to be encouraging to each other through unity and through strength. Father, we thank you today for your word. Thank you today, Father. We want to be stronger. We want to be self-sufficient, Father. Father, we are asking right now that you will help us to get outside of our own situations and allow you to strengthen us and to build us up in the faith and in love and in unity. I just can't wait to see where we're going to be two years from now. Just to see the blessings and to hear the blessings of the young people that will be involved in the ministry of the church, Lord. We'll have more young people than just Juliana and Erica and Isaiah when they come, Lord. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have a church full of young folk who love you, who are inspired by their parents' worship, inspired, Father, by the ministry and inspired by the singing, inspired by the love that they feel, Lord. And Father, I believe, Lord, in, your, in my heart that you will establish this ministry and establish each of us. We're going to learn, Father, to have a stronger heart and to guard our hearts. We're going to continue, Lord, and learn to love each other and be in unity and be obedient, knowing that obedience is better than sacrifice. If we was obedient, we wouldn't have to sacrifice as much. And, Father, we're going to be built up not only because of our hearts, not only because of our love, Lord, but because we're going to have a strong understanding of your word, help us to have a better appreciation and, a, and more of a hunger for your word. Help our, our, our spiritual um, appetites to increase, Lord. 
And we ask you right now to hear our prayers today, Lord. And Lord, there may be someone today that would like to rededicate their life or to receive you as their savior today. That opportunity is now as we open up the doors of the church, amen. There may be one who will wanna give their hand to the preacher symbolically, but unmute themselves and say, I wanna be saved. That opportunity is for you now. If you wanna be saved, unmute yourself and, and make your request known unto God. Amen. And those of us, amen, that means we're all saved on this line. We have an opportunity to invite other people to join. Invite two or three people to join in the Zoom service with us, okay? Invite um, other friends and family members just to be a part of our, our service in the future. But we are just thankful today. And um, I'd like to uh, recognize uh, before we close out, amen, um, that there's a couple of announcements I wanted to make to you. Uh, February the 12th, uh, 9 to 12, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Um, we will be in district conference. It will be online through Zoom, uh, but district conference um, will be on February the 12th from 9 to 12. So we want to make sure that we're there um, on, and you'll and, I, and we'll definitely make sure that you'll get the Zoom. The ID will be forthcoming. Okay, so you'll get that Zoom information. We've been assessed four hundred dollars, so we thank God that. Um, the elder uh, cut our askings in half. It usually was $800, but uh, he cut them in half. And um, uh, it is $400 uh, for our district askings. And so we want to remember that and to uh, remember him and his appreciation as well. So we'll be, I'll be getting with the finance team on that. So that's why we need your gifts and, and your giving. Amen. We get to pay some bills. We get to uh, pay the Hamptons, amen, because they, they, they've been so uh, faithful with their work, amen, with us. And we owe them. We got to do certain housekeeping things, and we're going to do that. And we thank God that the parsonage is rented out. Um, so I thank God, amen, um, just for the opportunity to um, have been paid, amen. Thank you, old church. Thank you so much. So continue to uh, lift us up and to support us. And I want to make sure that we recognize any birthdays or anniversaries that we have uh, that may be sharing with us today. Is there anyone that's celebrating a birthday? Um, or an anniversary in the month of January. We're almost at the end. Next Sunday is our fifth Sunday, and I believe it's going to be Missionary Sunday. I believe it is, and uh, I'll be preaching for our Missionary Sunday. But yeah, also at the district conference, I want you to be there at 9 a.m. because I'm actually preaching at 9 a.m. Uh, so we just come on, log on in, and and uh, hear your pastor preach and give a meditation. It'll only be for 15 minutes. It'll only be for 15 minutes. I'm only up for 15 minutes. Um, but we want to uh, have you, I would, would really love to have your support and attendance uh, through Zoom. Uh, but if there's no birthdays and anniversaries on this month, amen, we, we want to just uh, uh, recognize all of you uh, again for your faithfulness in attending. Thank you so much for attending. It encourages me um, to see your names. And even if uh, those of your faces that I see, I appreciate it. I really do. Um, I want you all to continue to lift us up, to lift up um, you know, every minister that's serving here in your ministry and to lift up every other leader as well. And we're always uh, lifting you all up. And again, we will be starting Bible study uh, very soon. So I'll be sending that information to you. Um, we're going to uh, get into finish up Revelation. And then what we're going to do um, is uh, go into uh, the expositors commentary, um, which is pretty much the Sunday school material. We'll review it on Wednesday nights after we finish the, the revelation teaching. Uh, 
Okay, so that we'll, we'll review Sunday school material on a Wednesday night, and then we'll have uh, the 45 minute Sunday school session starting up. Um, but we'll be talking about that. You'll have dates and, and we'll make sure that you have plenty of time to be there. Uh, we do have a, a special after a worship celebration prepared for you as well. Uh, as usual, amen, we have a video, uh, videos of, uh, of, 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 of uh, Christian singers, amen, who will bless you in song. Uh, Mississippi Mass Choir gonna be there. I understand that uh, the Greater Allen Cathedral uh, Praise Team will be there. I understand that Dr. Frank Ray will be there and Kirk Franklin will be there. Right, They're gonna be right here on this Zoom call right after uh, we dismiss for worship. So please uh, stay logged in and, and worship. Uh, with us. Amen. We love you today. I love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for your, um, for your support. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for this Sunday. Thanking you again, Lord, just for this coming week. Father, we pray that you will um, bless people on their jobs, Father, and in their homes. We pray that you'll bless bodies and minds and spirits today, Lord, emotions, that you'll be a healer to those who need healing. We pray that you'll be an encourager to those who need encouragement. We pray, Lord, that you will continue to just be a counselor for those, those of us who need counsel. And Lord, we ask right now that you will Keep us safe through this week until we meet again on next Sunday as we celebrate the missionary work and what it means to be a missionary. Father, we give you the praise today as we worship you even after our worship service today as we worship you in song and the after worship service. Bless us today, bless each and every one that's on this line. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, may it rest, rule and abide with us now and forever. The people of God say together, amen, 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 amen. Love you all, and we'll see you next week. So stay logged on. Let's worship. Amen.